Welcome to Outreach Church. Thanks for checking out this week's message. To hear more, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or visit OutreachChurch.net for downloads and service information. Thank you. Um, during worship, the Lord uh, reminded me of a verse I read earlier, and I just wanted to share it real quick. It's out of Acts 18. It says, Don't ever be afraid, but speak the words that I give you, and don't be intimidated because I am with you. So he was just reminding me of that and kind of singing that over me during worship. And that last sentence, don't be intimidated because I am with you, that phrase I am is the same um, revelation of the name of God I am. And so, and he showed me a picture this week of um, God being outside of time. And so if this, my phone represents time, um, the Father stands outside of time, and he actually sees all of humanity at the same time. So he, he looks and he, he sees every event of humanity like it's right before him in the present. And if you look, all throughout Scripture, he breathes that name to so many different characters. So Moses stands, um, he's talking to God. He's like, God, who, who do I tell him sent me? And he says, tell him that I am that I am sent you. Or he talks to Gideon in the wine press and says, I am with you. And so it's, it's crazy. At the same time um, that God is telling Moses, like, I'm with you, at the same time that uh, he's telling Gideon, I'm with you, at the same time he's um, talking to Mary and saying, I'm with you, he's in our situation saying, like, I'm with you. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it is, I've been chewing on that for a week. It's crazy to think that in his mind, He's only saying it once to all of humanity. And everyone's receiving that same revelation at the same time. It, it is just... I'll close in prayer. God, I just thank you for today. Um, awesome. I'm, I'm really, really excited about today. Um, I told First Service, I said, we're a part of one of the greatest churches I've ever seen. It's, it's incredible. Just seeing, getting a front row seat to... Roy and Patty, and just watching people surround. It's incredible. And so I, I've just been thinking a lot this week. Uh, so I've been coming here four years now. And one morning when I was preparing, um, I just found myself on my computer. I was typing some notes. And then I just kind of got sidetracked and ended up scrolling through some photos. Um, and if you ever, if you ever do this, just take a morning and just look back at your, your photos on your phone or on your computer, and it is crazy the things that you forget about. And so I, I, just, I spent probably an hour and a half just with the Lord, just scrolling through photo after photo after photo of the last four years, and was just overwhelmed thinking about, man, so much has happened um, in this community as a result of this community. And so that's kind of what I want to share today, is kind of the last four years um, that the Lord's brought me on. And a lot of it has to do with what he's taught me at this church. And so, I mean, sitting under Roy and Patty, um, I remember the first time I came here, I was like, I'm going to take notes. And then Roy got up, and I, I leaned over, and I was like, he is a machine gun. <laughs> You're like, oh, my God, that is the best revelation I've ever heard. And he tried to write it down, and he's 65 points down the road. And so I, I, you listen to the podcast like six times, and you finally start to get it. But... It's incredible. That just comes from a deep friendship with the Lord. And I was just thinking about this week. The, the Lord showed me out of Habakkuk. Um, he says, 
It says, the knowledge of the glory of God will cover um, the sea, or cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. And just what, I, what I've seen is Roy's got a river of living water that flows out of him. I have a river of living water that flows out of me. And as we just are in this city or in this world, all these rivers are flowing out. And it's a revelation of the glory of God. And so that's how the, glory, the knowledge of the glory of God is going to cover the earth. And so I just want to talk about kind of the last four years, how I feel like the Lord put me in a season where he kind of put me um, kind of in, in hiding and was really, really working on my heart. And I, I've just seen over the last four years things starting to come out. Um, and one more thing about outreach, I think the best thing to come out of this church sits on the front row. It's not Dylan. It's my wife, Annie. So I met her here um, probably four years ago. And so I, I remember the first time I saw her is when Dan Moeller uh, was preaching for the first time. I kind of snuck in the back, I was sitting in the back row, and she was leading worship. I remember saying, glory to God in the highest. <laughs> so she is very fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, so we've been married a little over a year now. It's been an awesome journey. Um, I told the first service, I am a testimony of the Lord's goodness. If you knew me pre-marriage, you can ask Dylan. He works miracles today. <laughs> I'm serious. I went to college, and uh, I don't tell my mom. I washed my sheets uh, at Christmas break, and I think that was the only time. <laughs> so, Annie has uh, trained me well, and as a great work of progress. Um, I'm just going to pray real fast and then we'll dive in. So Jesus, I thank you for today. I just thank you for this church. God, thank you for letting me be a part of it. I thank you for all that you've done. God, I just thank you that this, this house is a house where roots just dive really, really deep into soil. And when you look back, you over a long period of time, you just see a great harvest. So God, I just ask that you would come, that your words would come forth with power. We love you so much. Amen. We can go to John 1. This is a very famous passage of Scripture. You've all heard it a thousand times. Everybody reads it around Christmas time. Um, I'm going to jump around a little bit in the first chapter of John. So in the beginning was the Word. I'm going to move over here. That's the note zone. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things came into being through Him. And apart from Him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. Jump down to verse 14. This is the kind of iconic verse in the first chapter. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory, the glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. Um, there's a, tra uh, a translation called the Passion Translation. It's a lot like the message, and it translates the word as the living expression. And so I, I think it's so beautiful. In the beginning was the living expression of God. He's been the full embodiment and the living expression. 
And then it says, And the living expression became flesh and dwelt among us. And we saw his glory, the glory as the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. So Jesus was outside of time with the Father for all eternity with him. And then the Father looked at the timeline of heaven and said, the word of salvation and the the word of the kingdom and the word of my love needs to be released on the earth. Like it's time for the old covenant to be abolished and the new to be established. And so Jesus comes on the earth, preaches the good news of the kingdom, preaches the repentance of sin and entering into salvation and, and the whole embodiment of the kingdom. And then later on in John, John 20, he looks at his disciples, and this is kind of right before um, he goes back to be with the Father. And he says, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I also send you. And so if Jesus... I'm so nervous to cross again. I think we're good. Yes. Um, so if Jesus was a word from heaven outside of time, and the Lord sent him down, and then Jesus said, as the Father sent me, so I'm sending you. That means our lives are actually a word from heaven. And if you go to Psalm 139, this is another classic verse. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. So we are with God outside of time. And all the days of our lives were written about. And then he looks kind of at the, at the whole timeline of humanity. And he said, July 18th, 1990, the word of David's life needs to be brought forth. Or he, he looks at every single one of your lives. And of all the thousands of years that humanity's existed, he said, now is the time that they're supposed to be born. It's a crazy thought. You could have been born any time in the course of history. Any time. But the Lord said, now is the time that they need to be born because the world needs the revelation that they carry. And if God's infinite, every single attribute that he has will never discover the fullness of that attribute. So there's billions of people that have walked the earth and every single one of them carries a different revelation of who he is and that barely scratches the surface. It's crazy to think about. Like the Lord showed me a picture this week that if he's infinite, it's like a a straight line and time goes on for eternity. That's another straight line. Those two parallel lines, they're never going to intersect. It's crazy. So you can travel on the revelation of the Lord's goodness for a billion years and you're never going to scratch the surface. That's crazy. That's, That's why the angels and the creatures around his throne have eyes inside, outside, and covering every part of their body. And for eternity, they look at him and they just say, holy, holy, holy. And then they like stand up or the the elders, they grab their crowns back, put it on, like, okay, we got that. And then something else catches their eye about his character and like, holy, and they just throw their crown back. And they do it again and again and again and again. And they've been doing it for eternity. And we're going to be doing that for eternity. It's incredible to think about. And so, it's, the Lord's just brought me on a journey over the last four years. 
and brought me to the place of saying, like, your life's a word from heaven. And so of all the times I could be born, like, I was born now. And my wife and I are pregnant with our first kid. Well, she's pregnant. Um, I'm not. I, I helped. Um, and so we're due uh, first week of July. Um, and it's just a crazy thought that the Lord said, like, Annie and David like, are ready to steward another word from heaven. It's incredible to think about. And so turn with me to Isaiah 55. We're going to camp on here for a second. As the, heaven, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it blood, bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so it is with my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I desire and achieve what I desire. Sorry, um, will accomplish what I desire and achieve what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills will burst forth in song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands, and instead of the thorn bush will grow the juniper and instead of the briars, the myrtle will grow. This will be for the Lord's renown and for an everlasting sign that will endure forever. So jump back up. This is where I want to land. And so it is with my word that it goes out from my mouth and it will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I desire and it will achieve what I desire and accomplish uh, and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. So if you're a word from heaven, Breathe from the Father. The Father is watching over the word of your life and saying, it will accomplish every single thing that I set it out for. We read in Psalm 139, all the days of your life are written about. So you're this word, and the Father's watching over you, and he's saying, like, the word of your life will not return to me void. It will accomplish everything I set out for it. And this, I told them, like, this is what I've been praying over Aaliyah. This whole time, I said, God, the days of her life, they're written about. And she will not return to you void. And so if she has not fulfilled every single thing that's in that book, like it is not her time. And you said you would watch over her life. And you would watch over the word of her life. And it's the same with you. Like it says in Psalm, the Lord exalts his word above his own name. Like he cares about your life and the revelation that you carry so much. And so you might be saying, like, wow, that's really fun. Like, I'm a, I'm a word from heaven. Like, what a great, what a great revelation. Or you might be like, so what? <laughs> like, what does that mean for my life? If you come over to my house, I'm a stay-at-home, I'm not this example, um, I'm a stay-at-home mom, I got four kids, and I have laundry the size of Texas. Like, <laughs> that's a good word. It's a word from heaven. Um, or you're like, I, I'm in a relationship, and it's, it's just not going how I thought it would go. Or I'm in a job, and it, it is, being a word from heaven is the farthest thing from what I feel. Like, how does that help me? And I wrote this verse above my desk the Lord showed me about a year and a half ago. 
And I, I read this every day. It just sits right in front of my desk. Um, I, I just want to say this real fast, too. Um, Hebrews chapter 3 and chapter um, 4, Hebrews, book of faith, talks all about faith. Um, and the writer talks about the, the Israelites saying that they didn't receive the fullness of the promise because they doubted. It says, um, For we have heard the good news of deliverance just as they did, they being the Israelites. Yet they did not join their faith with the word and activate its power. Instead, what they heard didn't affect them deeply, for they doubted. And I felt like the Lord said, If you don't believe it, you can't receive it. So Christmas time could come around, and I could put a thousand gifts under the tree with your name on it. But if you didn't actually believe it was for you, you're never going to open them. And there's so many promises throughout Scripture that have your name with a little bow on it. But if you don't believe, like, hey, that's for me, then you're not going to receive it. You're like, oh, yeah, like, Roy's a word from heaven. Like, look at, look at the fruit of his life. It's obvious he's a word from heaven. Like, he's up here, he's preaching. Like, his daughter's miraculously surviving. He is a word from heaven. But if you don't actually believe that about your life, you're not going to receive the fullness of it. That's true for any promise in Scripture. Um, but if you jump back and you're like, how does this revelation, that I'm, a, I'm a word from heaven, affect my life? Turn with me um, to Hebrews 13.21. This is out of the Passion Translation as well. It's kind of like the message. May you work perfection into every part of me, giving me all that I need to fulfill my destiny. And may you express through me all that is excellent and pleasing to you through my life union with Jesus, the anointed one, who is to receive all glory forever and ever. Amen. And so that, that verse, is I read it every single morning, and I can't get the past the word. And may you express through me all that is excellent and pleasing to you. And so this whole journey that the Lord's taught me on or brought me on over the last four years is about changing the way that I think. So Jesus comes on the earth, his inaugural address, just like when a president becomes president, he says, hey, for the next four years, this is what my presidency is going to be like. Jesus steps on the earth, says, hey, for the next three and a half years, this is what my life's going to be like. He says, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The Lord talks about all the time. Repent, metanoia, change the way that you think. So everything that Jesus did over the, over the three and a half years of his public, public ministry was about changing people's mindsets. And so that's what our life is like, undoing lies and teaching us and changing the way that we think about who he is and who we are to him. And so I used to think, like, repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That means the kingdom. He says, like, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out... Uh, the demons, and cleanse the leper. For me, that's what the kingdom represented. And that's a huge part of it. It's the supernatural invading impossible situations. All, you look at the life of Jesus, and it's miracle after miracle after miracle. You can open up the book, any of, any of the Gospels, and it's just miracle after miracle. But what the Lord's been doing in my life over the last four years is, he's like, but what about those in-between moments? So all we read about is those huge 
moments where the kingdom explodes and you see something miraculous happen. But there was three and a half years of his public ministry, and we only just get the tiniest little moments. But every single thing that Jesus did is that he was the exact representation of the Father. So every single thing that he did was a representation of the kingdom, meant to change the way that we think. So all those little in-between moments that he had, like the side conversations that he had with his disciples, walking from town to town between the miracles happened. All of those were just as much as the kingdom as the huge displays of power. And so that's where that verse comes in in Hebrews 13 that says, May you work perfection into every part of me, giving me all that I need to fulfill my destiny. And may you express through me all that is excellent and pleasing to you through my life union with Jesus, the anointed one, who is to receive all glory forever and ever. Amen. And so I've been, I've been on this journey. Um, my wife and I run a residential and commercial painting business. We started about four years ago. And I'll say, if uh, you want to know God and know his heart, and you want to go into the dark side of the devil, or the dark side of the desert, sorry, start a painting business, and you will face every devil in your mind. Paint by yourself for 10 hours a day, and you will... I joke with my clients that I've lost all my brain cells from huffing all the paint all day. That's the only thing that keeps me going, of just cutting in a line for 10 hours a day. But the Lord, he used that so much um, to really drive this home. Because when I was learning all this revelation about the kingdom that the Lord actually wants to speak to you or the Lord wants to heal, it was the same time that I was starting this business. And so you hear the revelation of like, oh my gosh, the Lord wants to heal. And then you go to a job site and it's you by yourself and you don't see another person for 10 hours and it's you in a paintbrush. And you, it's, it felt like a paradox. But the Lord's just been showing me that like the kingdom also looks like stewarding your everyday life for eternity. So like this week, um, one of the guys we work with rolled his ankle skateboarding. He was just hobbling around. I said, hey, Corey, let's pray. So we just laid his hand on, five-second prayer, instantly healed. And he worked the whole day. It's incredible. The Lord broke through and just healed his ankle in a moment. But we still had eight and a half hours of painting to do that day. And so did the kingdom stop right when we prayed for his hit? It's like, all right, the kingdom's done. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to go about and paint. The Lord's like, no, like I want to invade the next eight and a half hours of your day. And a lot of times that looks like everything you're doing, holy, holy, holy to him. You know what I mean? So there's so many times that the Lord spoke to me and it hasn't been, hey, go pray for this person. He's done that a lot. But a lot of times I'll go into a client's bathroom or a public restroom and the Lord's like, hey, will you pick up those paper towels? I feel like that's the only thing he's been saying for the last year. I'm serious. And you're just like, God, like, where, where are the sick people? Let's pray for the sick. But he's like, if you're faithful with little, I'm going to reward you with much. And so what, what I've found is the more that I say yes to those little things and the more that I say yes to the seemingly insignificant things, the more those big moments happen. And so, like, we'll be, we'll be painting and on the estimate. I specifically laid out, like, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to use this product. We're going to do this many coats. We're going to do X, Y, and Z. 
And then you start you start the project, and like, wow, this is going really well. Like, and there's a thousand opportunities that day to not do what you're going to say. And you're like, oh, they won't see behind the toilet. Like, I don't really need to do two coats behind the toilet. I said, who's going to peek behind the toilet and see? And the second I think, like, it really doesn't matter. There's that little voice. He's just like, hey, are you going to do what you said? And you're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Andre, go paint behind the toilet. <laughs> um, and so I've just seen the fruit of a life lived in submission to the little things. And the Lord expressing through my life over the last four years all that is pleasing. It's not just the moments that Corey's ankle gets healed. It's, did I show up on time? And did I deliver a service and a product that represents the eternal nature of God? You know what I mean? It's, it's incredible. So um, it says, talking about the miracle, Jesus' first miracle of turning water into wine. It says, they marveled at the goodness of God. The, the, um, the guy over the whole wedding, when he tasted the wine, it said he marveled at the goodness of God. The wine that Jesus made was so good, it made someone that didn't really believe in the Lord marvel at his goodness. That's just been like destroying my thoughts. I'm like, do I provide a service? Am I a husband? Am I a friend? Um, am I a person of this community that everything that I provide to people that don't know him look at it and marvel at the goodness of God? Wow. It's crazy. It, like, you're my, I've had people um, that I've, I've worked with other contractors, and they're like, how long have you been doing this? I'm like, like three and a half, maybe four years. And you can just see their wheels are spinning. And it, it says in Scripture that our lives are so, um, supposed to provoke people to holy jealousy. And they know beyond a shadow of doubt, they're like, there's no way David could do what he's doing. Like the only way that we're at where we're at as a company is because the Lord's hands on it. And other contractors that don't even believe in the Lord are saying that. Like here's, here's the story. We had, we um, subbed down a cabinet job for someone. And I said, hey, be careful about the floors. Um, they just laid brand new floors, just stained them. Got to be really, really careful, especially when you move that fridge. And so they did everything right, but still when they moved the fridge, it just dug troughs all the way across. And so I was like, all right. And so I, I just, right when I saw it, I said, Lord, you, like, guard my tongue and like, help me to represent you. And then we talked we talk to the clients, and we said, hey, we're going to take care of it. And then I talked to the, the contractor. I said, hey, and he, I'm devastated. He was so upset. I said, I was like, hey, man, who you are as a person and our relationship and your work, they're two different things. I was like, your, your work didn't meet what we needed, but that doesn't change the way that I think about you. Like, we're still friends. I'm still going to use you in the future. Like, those are separate things. And then he texted me that night, like 10 hours later. He's like, bro, I can't sleep. He said, I'm not a religious person. I don't really believe in God. I'm too, I have exact text. But I believe that God sent you in my life for a reason. And all I did is I, I held my tongue and I responded in kindness. And someone that doesn't believe in the Lord says, hey, I believe 
that God sent you in my life for a reason. And just story after story of that. And so our whole lives um, are supposed to represent the excellence of who the Lord is. One of my favorite verses um, the Lord showed me at kind of the beginning of this process is Proverbs 24, 3-4. He said, Wise people are builders. They build families, businesses, and communities. And through intelligence and insight, their enterprises are established and they endure. And because of their skilled leadership, the hearts of people are filled with the treasures of wisdom and the pleasures of spiritual wealth. Come on, it's, it's more than just seeing the sick healed. That's a huge part of what the kingdom of heaven is. But what do we do with those in-between moments? I, I wake up every morning and I get on my knees and I, I literally say, Father, I have to have your wisdom. It's like, I cannot steward like what you've called me to, like without your wisdom. Like, I don't know how to run this business. I, I give me wisdom to lead my marriage. Um, we're stepping into being parents. Like, give me wisdom. And I ask that you're, because of the skilled leadership that you put in my life, that the hearts of people would be filled with the treasures of wisdom and the pleasures of spiritual wealth. So I'm just going to close with this. Um, I think there's two, two types of people um, that I was supposed to pray for today. So the first one is if you just feel like, man, I, the farthest thing I feel like right now um, is a word from heaven. You're like, I just, I've, lost, I've lost sight of who I am. I've lost sight of what the Lord's doing in my life. I just feel like I'm just grinding away at this job or just grinding away in this marriage or these relationships. I feel like the Lord just wants to release a grace um, in your life just to remember who you are. And then also I feel like one of the things that the Lord has in this house and is going to increase in this house over the next year is the grace that we represent all that is excellent to him. Um, so if, if those two things are you, if you're like, I just need a fresh revelation of my identity, or if you're like, God, I just, I really want to represent um, who you are in everything. Raise your hand. Everybody should raise your hand. <laughs> awesome. I'm just going to pray. Father, I just thank you just for who you are. I thank you that there is so much destiny and so much purpose on our lives that all the days of our lives are written about. And it's your favorite book. And I thank you that you saw fit that now would be the time for our lives to be released. So Holy Spirit, I ask that you just come and breathe fresh identity in our hearts. That you would remind us of who we are to you. And Holy Spirit, that you would expand our capacity to receive your love. That it takes you to love you. That you would just expand our hearts and our minds to receive more. And Father, may we be a people that represent you in every single thing that we do. That our marriages and our businesses and our friendships in this church, God, that it would provoke people to holy jealousy 
And they're just, they would say, man, I have to have what you have. And that we would just be able to express all that is pleasing to you. We love you so much. Amen. Thank you, guys.